AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to a free agency edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, co-host today, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charge? Top hey. of the uh, afternoon. Yes, to you. as it is right now. Top of the afternoon. It's been a, it's always the first week of free agency. So much fun. Yep. All the moving parts, players going everywhere. Some people staying where they were, but it's always, God, I just, I love it. All the, all the drama. It's sports soap opera. Who's dating who? Who likes who? Doesn't like who? And that's just Aaron Rodgers. Who technically isn't a free agent, but he is. Yeah, um, in effect, right? In his heart, he's a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's is, a free soul. He's a, he he's a whole lot of things. Absolutely. Um, now, today's show, we're going to talk about all the free agency moves. That means, and just because there's so many of those, we're not doing re-signings. Even though there's some fascinating ones like Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. who might be RB1 from Minnesota. Um, we're not doing released players who haven't yet signed as of this recording, like Ezekiel Elliott, even though those could be fascinating. Strictly running through the free agents who have signed. We know where they're going. We'll talk about the fantasy implications for this year. And a couple guys who were traded, which is sort of essentially the same thing for, yeah. for fantasy exactly. purposes. They're on exactly. a new team. That's yeah. that's what matters yeah, most. For sure. So let's uh let's let's attack this by position. Okay. Start with Aaron Rodgers. The aforementioned Aaron Rodgers Technically, again, as, as as we're recording this, it's not a finalized deal. The Packers, I'm sure, feel like they've got all the leverage and they're making life very hard on the Jets and probably asking for a lot for Aaron Rodgers. What? Let's assume that it goes through. And he's got Garrett Wilson to throw to, Elijah Moore to throw to, now Alan Lazard on an absurd $44 million deal. <laughs> what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Um, well, if this... Does actually go through, which we'll we'll assume it does. Uh, 
probably the best quarterback in Jets history as soon as he takes his first snap. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Joe Namath, um, but it will be Aaron Rodgers. Really, what about uh, Brett Favre? <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Rodgers doesn't follow. He's basically followed Favre's footsteps in almost every regard, from throwing a pick in his last pass attempt as a Packer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he doesn't do a different kind of pick with the Jets that Rodgers did. Yeah, I mean, that Favre that, did. Favre, I'm sorry yes, if you, if you yeah, recall good point. that. Good point. Yes. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. But it's a yeah. great landing spot for Rodgers. The Jets were fourth in passing play percentage last year. They have mm. legit weapons, headlined by Garrett Wilson, who you just mentioned. Uh, hopefully, Brees Hall makes a uh, returns. He will return next year. We'll see how effective he is. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great spot for him. And Rodgers, when when Underdog opened up their drafts like a month month or two ago, he was going as quarterback twenty. He's now quarterback fifteen as we're nearing the finalization yeah. of this yeah. trade. So since, once, when, since when is going to the Jets increased? I know, right? You know, made somebody more fantasy valuable. Uh, it's been a long time since maybe Beast East went mm-hmm. to the Jets. But, uh, I mean, once this trade is cemented, I mean, I think he moves inside the top 12. Guys like Kirk Cousins, no, not hating on Kirk, Danny, Danny Dimes, Tua going ahead of Rodgers. I kind of think he leap, leapfrogs those guys because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good offense. It's going to be a, a good team. I wish the, the defense was as bad as it was in the past. That would yeah. be way better for fantasy purposes. But um, it's, a, it's a good spot for Rodgers. I think it would have been – more fun if you went to, like, the Raiders and reunited with Devontae Adams. Yeah, the, the drama but. would be a little bit higher. Garrett Wilson becomes really fascinating yeah. to me. He was he was performing with Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing him the ball. Now with Aaron Rodgers, presumably a sizable upgrade. I mean, unless this is – unless Aaron Rodgers is, like, at the end and the whole thing falls off a cliff here, Garrett Wilson gets to – you know, you can make a case for him at, like, wide receiver 10. Oh, yeah. At least, I mean, before this was even – this trade was nearing fruition like it was. Wilson was already going in the mid-second round in early drafts. I was doing with, you know, assuming it might be Zach Wilson or Mike White as a starting quarterback. But, yeah, Yeah. the talent is there. And, uh, yeah, obviously a major upgrade for the entire Jets offense if Rodgers ends up in New Jersey as a Jet. Derek Carr is a new starting quarterback for the Saints. And for a guy who had very little stability around him, throughout his entire career, first in Oakland, then in Las Vegas, and, and now in New Orleans, Carr's always performed fairly well. You know, he's in that 23 to 28 touchdowns almost every year, almost always around 4,000-ish yards. Um, I felt like immediately this is going to be an upgrade in pass blocking, but although I looked it up, and PFF did not like the Saints' pass blocking offensive line last year, ranking them 26th, um, although Andy Dalton took a few fewer sacks than Carr did last year. But the weapons are kind of interesting for him. Chris Olave looks like he's going to be great. He's going to live up to his his draft stock from last year. Rashid Shahid is potentially a big play threat. I love I, him. It's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, then you got Juwan Johnson, who started to come on at the end of last year. You can still throw to Alvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas. Well, assuming Kamara's not in jail. And Michael Thomas appears inexplicably likely to be on the roster, which I, you know, Against all odds, right? Dead to me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. I, I fell for it last year. I fell back into the trap. I never did. again. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, but yeah, that's okay. You know, you. I know you wanted to believe it was. Uh, it was going to work out. Yeah, we uh, all. And did. you know now that everybody's off him. You watch mm-hmm. now. It's going to. I know. Well, it, that's how it goes. Back. Um, Carr adds a vertical element to the Saints' passing game that hasn't been there for several years, including those end years with Drew Brees. Right, where Brees just couldn't get the ball downfield. The arm strength dropped off a lot. Carr ranked fourth in intended air yards last year, fourth in A dot. By comparison, 
Andy Dalton was 22nd in ADOT. So, you know, this is car is going to add a vertical element here, and that's going to be great for potentially Olave and Rashid Shahid. And I'm kind of bullish on Carr here. I, I think he's going to be that he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that people who slough quarterback are just like, fine, I'll take Derek Carr. I think he's got a little more upside than than he's had for most of his years in with the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, in in, in certain matchups, he'll be he'll be getting B grades on this show. But uh, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's someone worth. Yeah, if, like you said, if you love quarterback, he's near the top of the list. If you're going to stockpile two or three guys near the end of your yeah. your draft, he's a top uh, sluffy. <laughs> I like that. You know, speaking of the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, formerly with Las Vegas, now what are your thoughts about him in this offense? Well, car upgrade. For Saints, mm-hmm. Jimmy G to Raiders, lateral move at best, it seems I, like. I, for, think, for, I think it's a pretty sizable step. Well, lateral move for him or the Raiders? For the Raiders. Yeah. And almost for him. He's going, He arguably the most loaded offense from the in terms of the 49ers. McCaffrey, Debo, yes. Kittle, we, we all know who's on that team. Raiders not so bad themselves. Despite losing Darren Waller. Uh, who we'll talk about later, uh, didn't lose him. They traded him. But uh, Jimmy G, he has benefited from benefited from a sol- uh, solid surrounding cast throughout his career. Here are the highest career passer ratings uh, in NFL history with a minimum of 1,500 pass attempts, which is basically a, a three-season sample. Mm-hmm. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, number five, then Jimmy Garoppolo, mm. number six. Mm. So in the right spot... He, he can produce, and this the Raiders... is not the right spot, Brian. It's not the worst spot. Like, Carolina would have been a whole lot worse. Long story short, he's draftable, and he'll be startable in some weeks. I do not agree. Right... No? I think Garoppolo has survived off of the extraordinary talents of the players around him. You know, all, when all you have to do is just get the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel and let him, with the league's leading yards after catch, go be special dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey or George Kittle. I mean, so Brandon and I, just so much talent in those players that he didn't have to do much of anything to spark big plays and big results. Other than Devontae Adams, he doesn't have anybody to do that with him here. And even Adams is not necessarily a big play guy. He's just an uber-dependable guy. I don't know. I think, not a good I think defense, though. I think he'll be throwing more than he was with the 49ers. He will. So volume will be there, but he, he'd be better off as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. I, I, and he was, I agree he, with you A there. lot of times it wasn't even startable then. Baker Mayfield is your new s- presumed starting quarterback in Tampa Bay, at least for the time being. And here's why I'm a little bit intrigued with Baker Mayfield as sort of a last pick of your draft dart throw. Here are his leading wide receivers by season throughout Baker Mayfield's career. This is going to be so this an is the impressive best, list, I'm This is sure. the best receivers okay. he's been able to throw to. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. So a Landry list. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then last year, he had six games with DJ Moore and six games with his best receiver, Van Jefferson. I mean, it's been a he has had so little talent at the receiver position, and now he gets Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, by far the best receivers he's ever had. And if you just need a recent example of how important it is to have great receiving, look at Jalen Hurts. And yes, Jalen Hurts just got better because he was young and getting better. But, you know, A.J. Brown unlocked huge parts of that offense. So 
I think there's some there's some good things there. The offensive line in Tampa is still a concern, but they get their center Ryan Jensen back. Remember, they lost Jensen for the whole season. That was a massive loss to that offensive line. He's still going to be a low A dot guy, you know. But so was Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a low A dot guy last year. They had almost identical A dots. Uh, Mayfield, I think, I think in two quarterback leagues, sleeper, uh, you know, uh, uh, super flex leagues, I I think Mayfield's a legitimate. You know, last pick your draft, second quarterback sleeper with uh, with this new spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after what Geno Smith did last year, I'm I'm not going to give up Roll on anybody. anybody. <laughs> so I'll throw in. I'm not. I don't have a notes prepared. I'm not giving up. I'm saying. Uh, Darnold yet now with the 49ers I think uh, he's worth throwing a dart see if he ends up mm-hmm. with the starting gig and uh, because again if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo you don't yeah. have to be special just get the ball to these players hands and he's yeah. a west coast guy he just didn't yeah. like the east coast he grew up in Cali <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that needs a little was homecoming let's go to the running back position David Montgomery goes to Detroit Brian uh, what are your thoughts on this landing spot for Montgomery in a you know in this what a two-headed backfield yeah, is it two-headed? It might be like, like it is two-headed, but one-and-a-half heads might be yeah. Montgomery's. It feels like he's going to be the lead back. Uh, they, they're paying him like he's going to be the lead back. Mm-hmm. Um, per FantasyPoints.com, Detroit ranked third best in running back yards before contact last year. Chicago was 20th, so it's a much better setting for Montgomery, who is tied for the highest forced missed tackle rate among all running backs with 125-plus carries last year, tied with Nick Chubb. So he, he's better than his numbers dictate. Yeah. I mean, the Bears, yeah. they've always had a below-average offensive line, essentially, throughout his career. And that might be being generous by saying just below-average. Correct. Below average. Correct. It's pitiful. Um, he's going to play the Jamal Williams role, at least, which is score all the touchdowns at the goal line. Yes, we know that. There's tons of value just in that. But I, I think he's better than Williams between the 20s. So agreed. this spells big-time well, trouble for DeAndre Swift. Too. Yeah, way better receiver. Um an all-around better running back than DeAndre Swift, where everyone, once will, there, everyone was expecting Swift to be a bell cow. That's never happening. That's no, really not going to happen for not. anyone these days. The bell cow is basically an, an endangered species at this point. Yeah, well, it, it is in the whole league, unfor- mm-hmm. for, unfortunately, for fantasy owners. But Swift, I think, is going to still chip in a lot of receptions. We just need him to stay healthy, which we've now been saying for basically his whole career. But Swift has still got. I think there's still some, a little bit of a little more upside in Swift, and I'm not sure Montgomery gets. Everything, uh, everything that Williams got inside the five yard line, but he's probably the better. He's probably the likely candidate to get most of that. Yeah, Swift will still have value for sure. But mm. man, like Swift's kind of got like a fourth round ADP right now because Montgomery, for the most part, no one knew where he was going. He was going yeah. like eighth, ninth round. Yeah, that's gonna I think jump up. They're yeah, gonna swap. The, that gap is gonna close, yeah, and yeah. then I think Montgomery's gonna agreed leapfrog uh, Swift in that regard. I think you're right. Rashad Penny went to Philadelphia. He, you know, everybody knows what the deal is here, right? I mean, just injuries, the A topic here. Uh, the good news in Philadelphia is he won't be a workhorse. Doesn't need to be a workhorse. They'll never use him that way. He'll be a rotational player with Boston Scott, who they re-signed, Kenneth Gainwell, and he's a lottery ticket. Look, if he stays healthy, um, you know, he can. he's a big, powerful back who can break off some big plays, and he gets to run behind the best offensive line in his career. Seattle's never had an offensive line as good as the one Philadelphia will come back with. So there's some opportunity for Rashad Penny. Is a again, a late to me, a late-round lottery ticket in a mixed backfield here, but he's got to find his own points with Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jalen Hurts all taking runs. Yeah, that's a backfield where you can just kind of almost draft all of them and just see what the cream rise to the top there because you get them all at a 
at discount. At a discount, right or mm-hmm. take none of them, or and take just none let of somebody them. else you know yeah. play the week to week game of who's gonna who's gonna be the guy who chips in some fantasy yeah, points. Just take Jalen Hurts first overall and not worry about it. Uh, Samaj P Ryan's interesting to me because Joe Mixon to me is toast, and I really thought the Bengals might elevate P Ryan to be their starter this year. But Pirine, when Mixon missed games last year, Pirine was just okay, and then they just let him walk. So that tells me that the Bengals' evaluation of Pirine was that he wasn't really going to be much better than a kind of cooked Joe Mixon. He now goes to Denver. What are your thoughts? I like the move. It's a bigger move than most people think. Javante Williams sounds like most likely won't be ready for the first half, or at least the first third of yeah. the season. They're saying he might not play at all. He's that injured. So if that's the case, I mean, we're looking at Pirine as the starter. And, uh, you know, Denver was abysmal last year, but they have a new head coach in Sean Payton, who everyone knows. And Sean Payton's running backs throughout his career have averaged more than 30% of his team's receptions. So big boon for uh, running backs uh, in Denver's backfield. And Pirine can catch. Pirine can catch, and he will be on the field, regardless of Javante Williams uh, being healthy. He was graded as the fourth-best pass-blocking running back by Pro Football Focus. Mm. He hasn't fumbled since his rookie season in 2017, which means he has zero fumbles That's great. over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, not the, he's not the most elite talent, but uh, if Williams is to miss time, we're looking at 20 touches a game, and right now you're getting that well past the 10th round. I'll take that all day, every day. Like so it. see what happens. So, yeah, I think uh, – I thought I think Denver was one of the, the better places for one of these free agent running backs because Javante Williams yeah. is so iffy right now, and uh, P. Ryan should be the beneficiary. What do you think about drafting P. Ryan and Williams? You know, Williams is going you know really late because of all these questions. You know, he's a guy who's going at in the second round last year. Now, you know, as a you know, what do you think about going P. Ryan in round you know whatever ten, and you could probably get Javante Williams in round. He's still going a little earlier. Is he? Yeah. Oh. All right, I'm out. He's not going like round six. I'm out. I'm wary of, of uh, these ACL, MCL guys in redraft, even Brees Hall. Brees Hall is like going early third, which is way too mm. soon for me. Okay. But uh, we, we won't talk about that now. Miles Sanders goes to Carolina. We were talking about Rashad Penny earlier, uh, where he is clearly the number one in this backfield. There's not a lot of other talent in Carolina. The question is, can Sanders be a workhorse? And... Because, you know, Philly didn't use him that way, but that was a lot of schematically, Philly just doesn't do that, right? And can Sanders be a receiver? And they just chose never to throw to Sanders. You know, those are some questions that I think, you know, give him some opportunity, Miles Sanders, to maybe be more productive in Carolina than he was with Philadelphia. He's certainly not going to be yield, well, is presumably will not be yielding goal line rushes to his quarterback in Carolina. His uh, ranking by PFF last year was RB28. Uh, He was running back 32 in yards after contact. He was running back 39 in breakaway percentage and running back 38 in elusiveness, which doesn't really bode all that well for Miles Sanders' overall game, but he's the only game in town. And, um, you know, I think think this is less about talent, though, and just about volume and opportunity. And in Carolina, Sanders could have volume and opportunity, including at the stripe. So I'm a little bit intrigued by what Miles Sanders might be able to do fantasy-wise. Yeah, he's a flex-level play at worst, for sure. Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdowns last year, Brian. (laughs) 17 touchdowns for Jamal Williams. Like 16 of them from inside the five. I think about like 
nine of them from the one. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And they were all like, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, like, catches to the one-yard line. <laughs> and I think DeAndre Swift, like, yeah. Uh, so I don't like his chances of repeating um, this year. Even if Alvin Kamara uh, is suspended or misses time, there, there's Taysom Hill, too, of course. There's no Taysom Hill in Detroit no. to vulture touchdowns. But, yeah, Williams, it was insane, uh, was second among running backs last season with 57 red zone touches including 22 at the goal line. He only played 41% of the snaps. Yeah. I mean, he's not scoring 17 touchdowns again. It's a, kind of a downgrade, but hey, I, I'm intrigued because if Kamara is to miss time, I don't even know who the other running back is on the uh, – is it Mark Ingram still on the no, team? I, <laughs> I don't I, think I don't, so. I don't think he so is. So you're looking at a starting running back uh, with Jamal Williams, and what we talked about slightly, you know, the offense should be upgraded a little bit with Derek Carr, a quarterback yeah. over um, – Andy Dalton, so yeah, I'm in on Jamal Williams, but I do not expect to see 17 rushing touchdowns again. All right, last guy I'm going to mention, I don't even, he barely even deserves mentioning to me, is James Robinson, who goes to the Patriots. Uh, why they decided to give legitimate money to James Robinson? Well, Damian Harris is just languishing. Well, Harris is good. James Robinson is totally cooked. This is just a, somebody's got to take the keys away from Bill Belichick, because man, do they make Dumb-ass signings. This is another one. Robinson never really recovered from his Achilles uh, tear from uh, 2021. He looked slow last year. Then he got traded from Carolina to New York, and then they just never even used him. New York figured out pretty fast that they got fleeced in that deal, and they never used him. Uh, He was second to last in Pro Football Focus's elusiveness rating last year. He was third from last in yards after contact. And he was, I think it was 10th from last in yards over expectation at negative 0.4. He's, uh, you know, James Robinson, maybe, maybe in a perfect world, he'll be better his second year off the Achilles injury, but almost always. Guys, the Achilles injury is just basically career death, but not maybe in the minds of Bill Belichick. Good luck, Bill. You won't be on any of my fantasy teams, I'll tell you that much. Nor mine, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about the wide receivers in free agency, including Jacoby Myers when we return. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. We've got the receivers, the tight ends to go. It hasn't, we knew that this was a bad free agent class of wideouts. And so we've only got a handful of guys that I think are that bear mentioning here. Uh, let's start with DJ Moore, who goes to Chicago. And I know you guys touched on this last week. And thank you for filling in for me, by the way. Yeah, no a problem. Bad spot last Friday. Uh, Have you ever seen Zombieland? No, I hear it's great. It's super fun, uh, right? When you. Matt and I were here recording. Yeah. For those who listened in your palatial estate, and you wandered down the stairs. Yeah, like in my pajamas and robe. And this won't spoil the movie, but there's a great scene where they end up in a mansion, and it's just like Woody Harrelson and the kid who played Zuckerberg in the Facebook movie. Yeah, Eisen Eisenberg. And uh, but it turns uh, turns out to be Bill Murray's mansion, and he comes in looking like a zombie, and they're all scared. <laughs> so that was reminding me, but. Murray turns out to just be, have makeup on, and he's himself still. And in one of the best lines, he's like, oh, it's great. He's like, I just go right on uh, to the course, walk on, right on. You know it sounds like something Bill Murray But it reminded me of that scene. I was like, yeah. you kind of look zombie-like, but you look oh, a whole lot better now. Man, Glad you're man, feeling man. better. I was in a terrible spot. Uh, DJ Moore goes to Chicago. I'm pretty interested in this, and I know you guys broke it down last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But, uh, you know, if you believe that he's going to be the – what if he's going to do what A.J. Brown did for Jalen Hurts – um, in a quasi-similar skill set. You know, they've got both have got deep ball capabilities. And, you know, this whole this whole passing offense is going to go through DJ Moore now. I'm really intrigued by him. It is. It's more of a benefit to Fields, though, I feel like, than it is for Moore. I think it's a benefit for Moore, too. It doesn't hurt. More. I don't think it vaults Moore, like, into another tier or anything Moore's like that. Moore's going from P.J. Walker and the undead remains of, like, Cam Newton's passing abilities. I mean, he's never had any kind of quality quarterbacking. And granted, Hurts hasn't proven to be a quality Fields. passer yet. Yeah, thank you, Fields. Mm -hmm. Hasn't proven to be a quality passer yet. But at least I got the chance that he might be. Yeah, I agree. He, he's right. moved up a little bit, I've seen, in terms of ADP. Let's go to Jacoby Myers, who now goes to Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I like this move, and I love the, the quote at his introductory presser. Uh, he said, I threw them the ball, and they threw me the bag. And he was referencing that play where, remember the last play of the game in Vegas? Yes. I mean, that's whatever. That, like, uh, I thought that was a funny quote. But uh, I, I'm a fan of this move, and I'm in on Myers. His numbers don't stand out, but no, one, no one's numbers stands out on the Patriots. No. Especially wide receivers, unless it's Randy Moss in 2007. Like the only successful season a, a receiver has had in New England. Myers missed three games last year due to injury. 
It was closer to four, though, because of that Thanksgiving game against Minnesota. He got knocked out pretty early. I think that's right. If I recall correctly. But uh, he finished with a respectable 67 catches, 800 yards, six touchdowns in those 14 games. If you extrapolate that production, you get 81 catches, nearly 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. If you play that whole Minnesota game, that's factoring that as a full game. Yeah. He probably would have had another 100 yards and two touchdowns against that Vikings. Uh, he probably secondary. would have against the Vikings. So yes. I think he's got legit talent. Um, again, Jimmy G, not the best quarterback, but Devontae Adams is going to draw a ton of attention. So Myers is going to be running free. Uh, or at least facing single coverage for the majority of the time. So I like the move, and I, he, no one's dying to draft Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. right now, but he's a, he's a name I'm targeting. I think he'll yield wide receiver three and maybe even some wide receiver two value some weeks. Alan Lazard goes to the Jets. I have, we already alluded to this move a little while ago. Maybe the worst overpay of this entire offseason, in my mind, $44 million for a guy who could not do a damn thing without Devontae Adams on the field, pulling four defenders away from Alan Lazard. And last year, desperately, Packers desperately needed a wide receiver to step up. Nowhere to be found. Alan Lazard, just so inconsequential to that offense when they asked him to be. They needed a producer. He couldn't be that guy. Lazard is a low yak guy. He catches what's thrown his way. He doesn't do anything special after that. We rank sixth from the bottom in cushion produced by next-gen stats. Um, the good news is, uh, well, I don't know. There's probably no good news here for the Jets. Uh, you know, I, to me, he, he, he joins a, more, a better, more crowded set of wide receivers. I, don't th- I just don't think there's anything to think, any reason to think that Lazard's going to do much special here. You know, we did see him score some touchdowns when Devontae Adams was there a couple of years ago, and I could see Lazard being a spot starter yeah, once or twice a month. That's it. And he's a guy where, like, if something were to happen to Garrett Wilson, I think oh. his value goes down almost. <laughs> yeah, he's the might, guy that needs might, to be yes. the, the, the number one wide receiver. <laughs> I like that. That's bad news for Lazard. Talk to me about Robert Woods coming off a dreadful season for Tennessee where, you know, maybe it was because he was coming off the ACL, whatever, but just – hopelessly unproductive last year, now finds himself in Houston where they they really need his production. Yeah, they do. Uh, Not super exciting, but uh, Woods likely will start for the Texans, um, a team that was top 10 in passing play percentage last year. Um, That's unlikely to change, I think. I think they'll still be throwing a ton, giving Mm -hmm. up a ton of points. We don't know who the quarterback will be. They're likely to draft one one of the top four rookies. Tennessee was bottom five in passing play percentage last year. So he should see an uptick in targets at the very least. You mentioned uh, he was coming off injury last year, so he'll now be almost two years removed from injury. So I'm a little intrigued. I'll kick the tires in the later rounds on on Robert Woods. I won't call him a Mm -hmm. dead cat yet. You're not paying much for him, so it's worth a shot on a guy that should see seven, eight targets minimum per game. But who's throwing those targets is the big question here and and how capable is whatever, whichever Mm -hmm. new quarterback they go with. And, you know, if they decide to roll the dice on Anthony Richardson, he needs more time to get the passing game down. Um, And so, you know, we'll, we'll have to say uh, to me, a lot of Robert Woods, I, my, I, right now I'm totally disinterested in Robert Woods. If we get the right quarterback, in Houston, then I can you can convince me to throw a late round pick on him, but right now I can't. Yeah, you prefer Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I do. Those are the yep, two those guys more can throw a catchable pass. Ready pass right now. Yes. Levis and Richardson. Agreed. Uh Juju Smith goes Juju Smith Schuster goes to New England. I, just a slight downgrade yeah, in passing uh, from little. his quarterback as he goes from Patrick Mahomes to whom, Brian? 
Um, well, you unearthed this. I, I don't know how I'd never heard it before. Is it really McCorkle Jones? Is Mac Jones's McCorkle Jones? McCorkle Jones. Mm-hmm. Man, they how just, about that? They hated him from the moment <laughs> he was born. Huh? <laughs> he probably named himself Mac too. Uh, I don't know who did, but uh, it's a good call. McCorkle. Okay, now technically, his first name is like Richard. His middle name is McCorkle, and then it's Jones. And so Mac is. They've got they've gone off the middle name, so that's how he ended up Mac Jones McCorkle. Well, Matt Corkle and I discussed uh, Juju <laughs> last week, and I said, and last week we didn't know if he was going to stay in Kansas City or leave. But I was basically like, I'm out on him if he stays in Kansas City, <laughs> and it, clearly wherever else he goes, yeah, is a downgrade. downgrade. With with the Chiefs last year, only two games over a hundred yards. Technically. It was only two games over 90 yards. Mm-hmm. He had a couple at like 88 or 89, so I didn't want to go the, the 90 yeah, route. Right, that, that's a little, right. little rough. But only three touchdowns receiving last year, including the playoffs. That's 19 games. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had three receiving touchdowns in 10 games. Yeah. So And Juju got knocked out for a couple of games, but still, how, you know, give you're catching you're, – you're the number one wide receiver on a Patrick Mahomes-led offense, and you have a three-touchdown season. Yeah, he's a guy that will never – go in my queue and he oh. will, I will bypass his name every single time. And, and I don't care how many rounds beyond his ADP no it is. I, never don't a point. It. I don't want any part there's, of it. Uh, the fact that the Chiefs have this dearth of wide receiver talent and they still had no interest in bringing back Juju says plenty to me. They do. The Patriots play the Eagles this year. I looked at the schedule. Okay. And if you recall, was Juju. Was the Eagles that knocked him out? That well, knocked him cold? Um, no, but he was taught. He did like some TikTok. Joe, he has he he had a lot of jokes after winning the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. At the expense that's of the right. Eagles, yes, and AJ right. Brown yeah. took. Yeah, that's right. I think we might see AJ Brown play some safety. Oh, that, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah. My God, I hope I hope he does. I hope he does. I, Me too. I'm not convinced that Mac Jones is going to be the starter for the Patriots. I will say his TikTok days are likely numbered. over. Yeah, with, with Belichick. Belichick at the yeah, helm. you're not. Don't mess with that. No, that's like the facility where like you check your cell phone in at the door. It's uh, like it might no, be. Which is probably smart. Poor Juju. Let's go to the tight end position. Darren Waller finds himself traded to the Giants. Now, I found this fascinating because if we just back up to last August, Darren Waller basically held out of training camp, got a gigantic rework on his deal, and then here we are one season later, and he finds himself getting traded to the Giants. What are your thoughts on on Darren Waller, an older player, sneaky old, right? Thirty-one, and, yeah, thirty-one years old. But you know, the Raiders decided they were out. Yeah, uh, the Giants essentially traded the pick they got for Kadarius Tony. So they traded Kadarius Tony I mean, for yeah. Darren Waller. Almost, I don't. That's probably uh, yeah. a good trade. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Tony has been injury prone, but Waller has been in, in mm-hmm. recent years too. But if he stays healthy, he's the best receiving option on the team yeah. on the Giants. I love Isaiah Hodgins. I think he's great, and they got some other good options. But he is the best. Uh, option uh, receiving wise on the team for sure, if healthy. So, you know, he'll, he'll still, he was in that t- tight end five, six range with the Raiders mm-hmm. we, a few weeks ago before getting traded. And uh, I think he just kind of stays there. You know, the Giants tight ends didn't put up massive numbers last year, but they were working with Daniel Bellinger for yeah, the most right. part. So, yeah. major upgrade for the Giants. I mean, the most exciting tight end they've had since Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, Brian, Brian he's a game changer when healthy. Brian Dable got decent production out of his tight ends in Buffalo, but not explosive uh, output by any stretch. No. No. Uh, Hayden Hurst goes to Carolina. Uh, DJ Moore's gone. So, given the other 
nameless receivers in Carolina. I mean, right now, Shai Smith is a starter based on the roster yep. they've got right now mm-hmm. in Carolina. Um, I think I think Hayden Hurst, depending on this thing, again, we still got a ways to go. But as it stands right now, Hayden Hurst is the best receiver on the team, basically. LaVisca Chanel has proven nothing on his second team. There's just not, you know, DJ Moore gone, obviously. Terrace Marshall. The Terrace Marshall's done nothing. I mean, this is, it's it's the worst receiving core in the, in the league. And Hayden Hurst is probably the best, most proven receiver on the team right now. Yeah, he disappointed in Cincinnati, but he certainly wasn't the no, best receiver. I wouldn't say uh, that. No. Yeah, I can pull up. He had like one good game. That's it? Yeah. I mean, I remember. He never remember, topped 60 yards. Yeah. I think he had two touchdowns, two or three touchdowns, mm-hmm. three at most. I don't know. I remember a seasonal more charitably than is accurate, perhaps. But, uh, you know, he always felt like that tight end that you could pivot to in your bye week. And keep your fingers crossed and get, you know, your four catches for 40 yards or something. We won't get, we'll we'll discuss this in further detail later down the line, but uh, all the rookies. But this is probably the most loaded tight end rookie class. Yes. Yeah, in a say. while. Yeah. And we know rookie tight ends don't do anything, but Hurst feels like a guy, he needs to steer clear of the landmines of the Panthers drafting, mm-hmm. but the Panthers just gave up a lot of picks. So They did. So uh, did. we'll see what happens. But yeah, if, if Hurst, avoids any of those big-name rookies going to the Panthers. He, he he is draftable and rosterable, without a doubt. And he'll have – I don't think he's a slam-dunk starter every week, but in the right matchups, he'll be viable. Mike Kosecki goes to New England, and now apparently he's going to take the Janu Smith role. Now that Janu Smith's out, I, I guess that's what's happening here. But Janu, like, knew how to block, and Kosecki yeah. doesn't. Kosecki, yeah. like Waller, right now, I think he's the best – receiver on New England. It's not Juju to me. I mean, I like Hunter Henry, but he, yeah, he's, he's going to play the more traditional tight yeah, end role. I suppose. I could see Gesicki, you know, then there's Kendrick Bourne. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was don't hoping Gesicki was going to go to... Devontae Parker. Oh, yeah, integral yeah. part to that yes. offense. The, the two games. I, I think you think Gesicki's better than I think Gesicki is. I do. I, I wanted him to go to a more... I, I thought Cincinnati would have been the ideal landing spot mm-hmm. for him. Uh, not going there. Um, I'm hope, now hoping I got to sneak in Dan Arnold at every show. I'm hoping Dan Arnold ends up a Bengal because he's a free agent now. Sadly, Jacksonville. Why would they Stupid. not resign him? It's Dan Arnold. I know. I and know. Jacksonville, they they need all the tight end help. They traded for him. I know. Well, they 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 they, they tagged Evan Ingram, but as a back, you're being you're being facetious, aren't you? <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Even I tell will have my day. Dan, Arnold. Dan and I will have our day. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to have your day. You'll be spooning at some point. I but, think you're um, going to have a romantic day. That's what I think. <laughs> I would do it. I, I, spoon I know Dan you would. I would Dan gladly spoon. I think that's right. <laughs> I'm uh, blushing right now. I, uh, Mike is sticky to New England. Not super exciting, but he's still a top. I mean, it's a t- it's still a tight end wasteland, even with all these rookies coming in. He's still a top. Well, would you wouldn't you rather? 12. I'd rather have Hunter Henry. I'm taking Hunter Henry before I'm taking Kaseki. I'll I'll take that dollar bet. I mean, I'll okay. take Kaseki right. right. having the best. I bet they're scoring ADP, more touchdowns. Their ADP is going to be close yeah. at the end of the day. I I'll just take the the proven production that Hunter Henry's had. Kaseki was a guy I was I was loading up on, hoping he would end up on a. A Bengals Better team, spot. but yeah. uh, also I'm not super excited about this one. No, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm not excited about Kaseki to begin with. Right. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Another edition of Fantasy Football Weekly in the books, and next week probably a lot more of the same for all the things that are going to happen between now, next Friday, for all the different free agency moves. So should have finally have some answer to Aaron Rodgers and all the other stuff that's gone on.
Kareem Hunt, some names off the top of my oh, head. Oh, yeah. OBJ. Is Dalvin Cook a Viking in a week? Dalvin Cook. Dan Arnold. Where is yeah, Dan where's Arnold? That, where's Dan one? Arnold? Emergency podcast. I got to find out what my new team is that I'm rooting for. <laughs> That's right. There is a chance they bring him back to Jacksonville. I've done extensive research on this, but I'll shut up about Dan Arnold. All right. For that now. is a deal. Talk to you in a week, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron-Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.